your show. If you take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, the Saturday edition of the program, toll-free, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That is why we call the show Free Talk Live, because you're free to call in and talk about virtually anything. 800-259-9231. Of course, uh, absent your calls, we'll talk about things that you might find interesting, like legalizing drunk driving. That's a topic that we haven't discussed in a long time on Free Talk Live. And you know, I don't we, know if I like the idea of characterizing it as legalizing drunk driving. Well, I am not for legalizing drunk driving. Well, I might be for legalizing you drunk might. driving. You we'll, might. Uh, we'll I, find out about that here. You're, and you're not uh, considering you believe in uh, r- really no coercive governments at all as you you talk about it. Oh no, no, come on. I I believe in in rules. I do believe in rules. But I think that uh, what Mark Crivelli over at LouRockwell.com is going to show. And has actually been showing. It seems like this is his favorite thing to write about because he's written several articles about legalizing drunk driving. But I think he's going to show that drunk driving laws, at least the way they're currently formed, actually likely increase drunk driving incidents. So we'll get to that uh, here. And, of course, on this program, we've talked a lot about prohibition. We've talked a lot about drug prohibition specifically because it's the most active, uh, harmful form of prohibition I think that we currently have today with you know, 1.5 million Americans being arrested every year, mostly for just simple possession of various different uh, chemical substances or plants. And uh, yeah, alcohol, it's in its own league, right? I mean, it's a, it's a popular legal drug, which is actually pretty hard. I mean, alcohol as a drug is a, it's a pretty hard drug. People don't really think of it that way. And I don't think they, uh, I think they don't think of it that way because it's legal. Well, if it must be legal, it must be safer than some of those illegal drugs. But that's not really true. In fact, if you look at the uh, the overdose numbers for illegal drugs compared to alcohol, <laughs> I mean, it's not even close. No. Uh, obviously, more people drink alcohol than shoot heroin. That much is sh- for sure. But just it's an epidemic. And so people, when they drink and they drive, obviously, they're increasing their uh, likelihood of uh, some sort of problem occurring, some sort of uh, tragic accident that may involve someone else who was completely innocent. And no no doubt about it, I don't want those things to happen. What Crivelli's going to point out here is that those might be happening more often because of the government's prohibition against drinking and driving. So, with uh, no further ado here, LouRockwell.com's Mark Crivelli. You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, prohibition, but I'm wondering, do you think there should be a prohibition against uh, someone, say, driving blindfolded? <laughs> you mean you can't use the force to drive, Mark? I I, you know, I I I don't know. I, somebody out there is probably No, I think that dangerous driving should be a, um should be prohibited. I think that uh, those people who own roads would want dangerous drivers off their roads. Wouldn't you? Well, I guess um I I'm of the opinion that most people that uh, would drive blindfolded would be more dangerous than people who wouldn't um that it yeah, would impair I think you're one. right about that, but and I the, don't think you need uh like what we have today. I don't think you need law after law after law that says you can't do this while you drive, you can't do this while you drive, you can't do this, you can't change the radio station, you can't uh you can't uh, do whatever, you know, eat a hamburger, you can't shave, you can't do any of these things while driving. Because some people might be able to be better at eating a hamburger and driving than other people. Some people might be better at talking on a cell phone and driving than other people. And so how about the standard is just, are you dangerous? Well, I, are I, you a danger to your fellow man on the road? I think perhaps perhaps there should be punitive damages awarded to the uh, the uh, crashee in the case of if somebody is doing something they shouldn't be doing while they are driving. If, for instance, I decide to go out uh, and drive blindfolded, hmm, maybe I'm dumber than somebody who just has a regular old accident. 
accident, you know, like mm-hmm. somebody who was tuning the radio, took their eyes off the road for a second or just had an accident just out of the blue. Um, you know, like maybe I've done something that's a little dumber. It sounds to me like you're presuming that uh, the cop is going to be right behind them at the the first instant they turn on the roads. And, you know, somebody that just changes the radio station and gets into an accident that's happened. I mean, it's already oh, it over. No time, one's sure. going to be able to prevent that person from going on into the future. They've already had their accident. Uh, so if you're talking about somebody who's driving while blindfolded, well, odds are good they're not going to get too far. Uh, and secondly, if they were, if they did manage to go down the road, like if they were on a long stretch of highway and decided to put a blindfold on, uh, then at that point there might be a chance that someone, some police officer type or a road enforcer would be able to notice so that person you doing believe that. that- uh, that that careless driving, uh, you know, poor reckless driving should be illegal. However, you don't believe that necessarily um, every they, they need a law for every form of. Uh, I don't think so. Do you? Driving. Do uh, you? I I don't know. This what is I the problem. This is one of the problems with the uh, the government system is they try to write so many laws to uh, I guess encapsulate whatever different options are out there, whatever different uh, paths people can take with their lives. And, of course, they can never get them all. They can never nail them all down. Even in the very specific areas in which they've written laws, there are all kinds of other variations that can actually occur in real life. And, of course, as a result of this uh, system, you get judges taking people and punishing them the exact same, you know, if they had a .08 versus a .32. You know, and uh, so there's there's a big difference there. I mean, yeah, have you ever seen that, somebody who's I agree that there are all three? kinds of problems with our drunk driving laws. You're you're certainly not going to get me to uh, to say that they're all just great. But please go on with your article that advocates uh, toddlers driving while intoxicated. Oh come on now. Um, no, well I'm not going to to have time to uh, to get into the whole thing. But what Crivelli points out here is that people believe certain things about drinking and driving. They believe that a drunk drivers are dangerous. And can kill other drivers. The B, the government has outlawed drunk driving and punishes drunk driving ruthlessly. So C, the government's prohibition and punishments do actually reduce the incidence and danger of drunk driving. Makes sense, right? I, I, I suppose sure, you could sure. choose to believe that. Well, according to Crivelli, it doesn't take a professor of logic to see that this type of argument is fallacious. The conclusion simply doesn't follow from the premises. We're not entitled to conclude the government is successfully reducing either the incidence or the danger of drunk driving. Just because they've prohibited it and are mercilessly punishing the violators, it could be a case, uh, or could be the case that the government's prohibitions and punishments themselves are actually exacerbating the problem rather than ameliorating it. I mean, we do know what happens when the government tries to do things, right? In general, it generally fails they miserably. screw it up. I mean, usually the government is bad at pretty much everything they do. But it's a foregone conclusion to most people that this is, uh, you know, that this is necessary and it's helping keep our roads safe. Is it? Well, the preceding point is exceedingly important and worth emphasizing with an analogous example from the war on drugs. After all, the federal government takes a similar position with regard to drug trafficking and consumption. So, you know, with the drug war, they say that drug addicts are dangerous and can kill or hurt themselves and others. And that the government has outlawed the consuming or selling of drugs and punishes consumers and sellers ruthlessly. So, therefore, the government's prohibition and punishments actually are reducing the incidence and danger of drugs. Now, Mark. You know that one's not true, no, right? No, that's a bunch of crap. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> the fact is, there's study after study that says basically the um, the same amount of people are using drugs uh, that are using them before, and that the the government essentially has wasted billions and billions of dollars on uh, you know co- law enforcement that they don't need, sending uh, you know law enforcement out to do stuff that they should otherwise um, that they wouldn't otherwise be doing. Uh, you know, they're taken off of tasks they should be doing. It's it's a real mess. I I agree. So one not ought to simply assume that the government's prohibitions in medieval punishments are actually working to reduce drunk driving unless there's a good argument to that effect. And when one looks at the arguments about the efficacy of the government's war on drunk driving, they all point to the opposite conclusion, and that is that the government's prohibition and punishments are actually making things worse rather than better. For example, the government's prohibitions have created incentives for drunk drivers to drive much more dangerously than they otherwise would. They've resulted in a massive loss of income and freedom for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans, who've been arrested, fined, and imprisoned for drunk driving without ever hurting anyone. They've created an interlocking structure of incentives that actually encourage drunk driving, and they've... uh, and they've created a blatantly hypocritical standard for driving on the nation's roads, with some dangerous drivers let off with a wag of the finger, while others are arrested, fined, and incarcerated for doing exactly the same thing, like put, namely putting other people's lives at risk. I mean, have you ever driven while tired? I think that uh, you know all these things are ba- certainly not good, a good idea to drive while tired. Just as bad. Have you as ever drunk done it? Driving. Yeah, absolutely. I sure, I've do- dozed the crap off behind, out of me. Dozed off behind the wheel. Um, hit you know hit hit those little things in the road. Um, hit the the little the other things on the other side of the road. All of them almost driven off. These things are extraordinarily dangerous. Mostly dangerous for me, I would sus- suspect. But it's difficult to prove that somebody's driving while tired. However, it's significantly easier to prove that somebody is drunk while driving. And you can barely prove that somebody was texting while driving, which is by far the most dangerous of that. these activities. How? You can prove that. The texts have the little timestamps. Uh, please. Toll free get... number. Should we legalize drunk driving? 800-259-9231. Why? Why not? Your thoughts or anything goes. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I guess I'm asking a question that you probably don't hear too often on talk radio, and that is, how do you feel about legalizing drunk driving? I'm not saying making dangerous driving illegal. Drunk driving. Because being drunk doesn't necessarily mean you have to drive dangerously. We'll get into the details here. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And uh, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. Now, those features include the archive. So if you're listening to a radio station you don't get us during the week, you can get the weekday show for free right there on the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. That again, freetalklive.com. And audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose, and you can get your free audiobook download when you sign up today. Every genre, they've got it covered at Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let me lay an, lay an idea out there for you, but maybe, maybe the question of should we legalize drunk driving, should drunk driving be legalized, and why or why not, maybe that's too far. Maybe that's too much for people. How about this one? Should sleeping in your car while drunk be legalized? Yeah, this is um, this is one of the parts that uh, the drunk driving laws have really been messed up on. Um, the fact is that this and just about everybody has a story of somebody they know this happened to. Um, 
in fact, law enforcement officers do this far, far too often, is if somebody decides to go pass out in their car and they have their keys in the ignition, in some case, sitting on the floor, yeah. if they have what they call active possession. If your keys aren't locked in your glove compartment or something, then they consider you to have been drunk driving if you're sleeping in a parking lot. Yeah. And that is reprehensible. Also, the so you're with me on that one. Then. Absolutely with you on okay. that, and the idea that uh, that they can do these sort of random sobriety checks that is a big old load of bullcrap. I'm sorry. They so you don't like the police state that's uh, risen up around the drunk well, driving laws? I mean, you know, if if you can use that excuse for stopping people and checking, why can't you use every excuse? I mean, you could be hiding immigrants in your house. Shouldn't the cops be able to do a house to house search? Some would say yes. Some would say yes. Immigrants are a terrible problem. Um, I say no. Way. Right. It's absolutely. I should be sovereign in my person, places, effects, and whatever the uh, the Fourth Amendment says, papers, um, whatever the Fourth Amendment says, but you're not. And why? Because Mothers Against Drunk Drivers has taken this crap too far. In fact, uh, Crivelli, uh, Mark Crivelli at LeRockwell.com points out, indeed, that the uh, police state that's been created on the nation's roads and highways is a result of the, uh, you know, first and foremost, a result of the drinking and driving laws. Now, we're starting to see checkpoints popping up for immigrants down in the southern and uh, northern border areas, so they're expanding now with their excuses as to why they get to search your car and, and stop you and uh, harass you and that sort of thing. But it all started with uh, the war on drugs, uh, not the war on drugs, but it started with the, uh, the alcohol prohibition. It started with drinking and driving. That's where they got their foot in the door. But so, okay, so you're with me, Mark, that people should be able to get in their car and yeah, sober up a bit before they go, before they go home. Whether they fall asleep or what, you should be able to put your keys in the ignition, listen to some music on your radio, listen sure. to Free Talk Live. Some people have uh, been you know convicted for turning the heat on in the vehicle. The vehicle is running. They decided if it's to cold. Slept. Sure, but yeah. you can die in New Hampshire if you sleep out in the sure. um, the the weather. And it's if February or something. You bet. It'd be terrible. And uh, you know the, the uh, law enforcement uses this as an opportunity to to make revenue. Um, I don't know why they go ahead and go after people that are drunk in their cars. It seems to me they're doing everyone a favor by sleeping in their vehicle before they go home. And here's one more thing to think about. What if the drunk driving laws encourage drunk drivers to drive faster? Could that be true? I mean, if you're drunk and you choose to go home, obviously you're scared because, well, you can't sleep in your car. So you choose to go home. You're going to want to get home quick, right? Because the quicker you're uh, from point A to point B, the less likely you are to get pulled I'm going to need to see some science on that. I'm of the opinion that uh, if you're drunk drunk, and you're deciding that you want to get be safe from the police, that you don't, you're not going to try to go, get home quickly. You're going to try to get home at or below the speed limit so that you don't get well, stopped. Well, no. See, you'll get stopped if you're going below the speed limit. Not my my point here is if, if you're going 15 miles an hour, you're going to get never, pulled over. Yeah, sure. 15 miles an hour okay. in a 40. Well, if you are three sheets to the wind... Should you be doing anything more than 5, 10, 15 miles an hour? I've, I mean, I've, you should be puttering down the right lane of the, the road and trying to get to where you're going safely. I've if driven, you, if you I've driven on, on all kinds of substances uh, in my you know years, and I can tell you that the substance on which I drive the worst, most quickly, and uh, on, you know, and, and obey the, the least amount of traffic laws is alcohol. Mm -hmm. People who are drunk are more likely to stick their foot in it and drive like they are out of their minds. Um, and 
that's why depends. I can... It depends on how drunk you are. You could be see. You know, when you say the term drunk, you're talking about a very sure. wide range. Sure, right? drunk can be you a whole bunch have, of things. Right. You could have uh, three beers, or you could have ten beers. <laughs> I mean, there's a big big difference there as to how you might behave under the influence of that amount of alcohol. So I'm I'm not suggesting that all drunk drivers behave in the same way, Mark. I'm not suggesting that for a moment. But if you want to get from point A to point B, and you've had enough to be coherent enough about driving then it makes more sense that uh, if the laws are out there prohibiting you from uh, driving while having alcohol in your system, that you're going to want to get home, like you say, within the speed limit. But if it's safer for you to drive slower, you won't do that because you don't want to get pulled over. You don't. You may not know. Maybe you've only had three beers. You may not be sure if you're at a point zero eight or at a point one. You might not know. And so, therefore, you, you know, you're going along at the normal rate, the normal clip, whereas if you weren't sure and it didn't matter as to what your – if it didn't matter as to what the number was, if what mattered was how impaired you are, if what mattered was, was how dangerous on the road you were, then you could slow yourself down. You could take it down to 20 miles an hour and be a much, much more safer uh, driver. There's, you have more time to react if you're going slower. It just seemed, that just seems to make sense to me. We'd love your thoughts at 800-259-9231. I'm not saying leave the dangerous people on the road. I'm saying not everybody who's been arrested for DUI has been dangerous. I absolutely agree with that. I think that they, uh, they, they sweep up a lot of people that they, they shouldn't be. I think that some people are drunker at .08 than other people are. More drunk, I'm not sure what the, uh, the proper English is mm-hmm. on that, than, um, than other people. And I think that just some arbitrary number like .08 is not a good way to decide. I want to see what you think. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jack in Montana listening to KGEZ. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, yeah. Hey, great hearing you guys. Yeah, I listen to you. Uh, What's on your mind tonight, Jack? Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. Um, uh, you know, interestingly enough, um, uh, I I I think you guys are really hitting on hitting around the uh, the mark there. Is that um, if you have a tolerance for it, then you know, you know there's no problem. You you can drive, and if some little incident happens, you get pulled over for uh, going uh, five miles over. Then guess what? You 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 still go to uh, uh, go to jail and get all the. Uh, uh, all the things uh, put up against you that uh, somebody who was uh, out going all over the highway would get. Yep. Um, uh, and and it all depends on your tolerance. Uh, you know, if if you were raised on uh, 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 where you're from, um, Scandinavian people uh, who uh, were raised in uh, an agrarian area and Irish and. Uh, um, they, they have really low tolerance uh, for alcohol. The law doesn't take those uh, subtleties into effect, though, and that's one of the big problems with the system. I thank you for the call tonight. He's right about that. There are different people with different levels of uh, tolerance, but it doesn't matter how well you're driving. What matters is the number. The arbitrarily set, governmental, bureaucratically set number. 800-259-9231. If you're under 21 in some places, it's point zero two. What's that all about? That's cough syrup level. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off. A lifetime warranty and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, and they include the bulletin board system with over 490,000 posts. There is a lot to talk about there. You can get interactive with our listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. I want to tell you about innerknobs.com. It's a uh, company that I use to, well, get the knobs and pulls and, and towel racks and stuff for my house. And the experience was fantastic. And it was significantly cheaper than using one of the big box stores or one of the specialty stores that has the knobs and pulls and things like that. If you're going to be doing some redecorating, it's a great way to uh, increase the value of your home without spending a great deal of money. And you can go to innerknobs.com and save even more. Use code FTL, save an additional 10% off of their already wholesale prices. Uh, it's innerknobs.com. We continue taking your phone calls. Question on the table, but you can bring up anything, of course is about drunk driving. What if it's possible that the government's laws about drunk driving are actually increasing the incidents and making them worse? How would you feel about that? Or how do you feel in general about the idea of uh, changing things, legalizing maybe, drinking and driving? I'm not saying legalizing driving dangerously, because not everybody who drives over the .08 limit is necessarily a dangerous driver, especially if they're uh, taking precautionary measures like slowing down, which, of course, they won't do now because if they slow down, they'll be pulled over. You know how I know that? Well, it's happened to me. I haven't been pulled over very many times in my life, but of the three times I think I've actually been pulled over, one of them was for going the speed limit. You know how when you go around curves in most places, there's the yellow sign that will give you what's a suggested speed? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that was a suggested speed. I thought that was the speed limit, like a little temporary, here's the curve, this is your speed limit. Apparently, that's not what it means, at least not down in Florida. Down in Florida... No, at no yellow, point a yellow, is a yellow sign going to mandate a speed. Yeah, no, see, I had... It has to be white. It didn't say speed limit, I guess, on it, but it, uh, it had the number, and I, I was, you know, 17... It says MPH underneath it. Yeah, I was 17 at the time, and I didn't know. So I went around that corner at the suggested speed, exactly at the suggested speed, and I happened to have a cop behind me, so I figured it was a real good idea to yeah, go around the corner sense. at the suggested speed. He puts on his cherries and pulls me over. Mm. I said, well, why did you pull me over? Well, I uh, thought you might have been drunk because you were going the speed limit around that curve. So if you're well, drunk... Well, the speed limit. You're going below the speed limit, but you're going the at suggested, the suggested... Excuse me. I was going the suggested, suggested rate. Speed, yeah. right. So because I was doing what they suggested... Right. And I was drunk. So this is you know, the sort of adventurism that police go on. Um, rather than driving dangerously, you know, they, they go after people that, oh, he's driving strangely, which mm-hmm. in fact is, as the road is recommended, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, they love to pull over young people, get an opportunity to go through their cars and that kind of thing, harass them, show them what big men they are. To, to this guy's credit, I, I hadn't been drinking, but my passenger had. And we were certainly both under the age of uh, 21 at the time. Maybe I was 19. I don't know. It was definitely under 21. And, uh, you know, to, to the guy's credit, there was uh, like a 12-pack of beers in the back of the, the truck. And I said, look, man, I'm just trying to get these guys home. You know, I'm just, I'm just, they're drunk. I'm trying to get them home. 
And so he had them get out of the car and pour the beers out on the side of the road and then let us go. So that's, you know, to that, his credit. It's a good thing. Right. That's the way, in my opinion, that's the way it should be handled because so many times uh, law enforcement officers use the power of their office yeah. to harass young men, um, especially young men, and give them records when they just don't need it. But my point being, I was pulled over for doing what I thought was the uh, the speed limit. So if you're doing the speed limit or below, uh, if, you're, if you're inebriated a little bit and you're slowing down to compensate, which is a smart thing to do, you're encouraged by the system to not do that. Anyway, let's go to your calls, your thoughts. Uh, talk to James listening in Miami to WFTL. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you guys doing? James, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, listen, I just, um, I just want to tell you some things real quick that I've seen. Um, I've seen it. I, um, how do I say it? I know people have been through it. Um, I know here in Miami, I don't know about somewhere else, but I know here they're actually arresting people who are drunk inside their cars just because they had the key in the ignition. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nationwide. That's crazy. Yeah, it's you know, and, um, and another thing, I don't agree with um, people um, that get arrested for drunk driving or any violation having to do with driving a car. I don't agree with them being put in the same jail cells where there are guys who, who knows what they, they're for. You know, and a lot of guys, I've seen guys like that that come in into those situations, and they have been jumped and beat up yep. by... Uh, other inmates, and these guys they only got arrested. They were drunk when they oh. were there, and somebody took advantage of them. And yep. James, you're pointing out something that people just generally don't look at, and it's really a, a great salient point. Um, having mm-hmm. uh, having spent time in prison myself, I can tell you that people that are in for vehicular ha- manslaughter or whatever, um, the sort of drunk driving and, and there was a victim, those people do not belong in regular prison with regular inmates. In the state yes, of Florida, right. they have something like 60 or 80 uh, institutions. They can very easily section off uh, one or two small work camp institutions and put drunk drivers in there rather than putting in them in with regular inmates where I'll tell you what, man, I learned how to hotwire a car in prison. I learned how some people robbed banks while in prison. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of things that convicts, you know, talk to each other about in prison. And I wouldn't Con have learned. Camp. Yeah, that, that, that's how they do it. Yeah, That's true, yeah. And uh, I know I, I've been watching um, a program on the court TV. Um, I don't know if you've seen that program. They put a bunch of comedians and, you know, you know, people who are, like, not first-class actors, but, like, people like Bonaduce and all these guys. I don't know if you've seen the program. Yeah, the B-listers. They make fun of people that get arrested, man. And I, I find that really disgusting. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you I, know, seen, th- I saw a guy being tasered by a cop. In a, he, he, was, he, would, he was told to stand up somewhere, and, he, and the guy was tired or whatever. He didn't want to be standing up. And he was sitting in a chair, and the guy shot him while he was sitting in the chair with a taser, man. It's, and these idiots are, like... Like, finding something funny about that. I mean, what's, what's happening, bro? It's twisted. Uh, I agree with you completely, James, and I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, the, the obsession that some people have with violence against their fellow man just because well, they've been accused of authority, breaking as, the law. As though that guy carries that badge, he can tell you any. Thing. No, what that guy that carries that badge, which is a symbol of authority given to him by the, the you know the, the the government that represents the citizens, means that he represents every citizen there. That's the idea, and he has the amount of power that any citizen might have, but he doesn't have more. He can't just tell you to do any old thing. Sorry. Well, it's this. Uh, what James, I think, was was commenting on in general was the attitude of the like the hosts of the show, like Bonaduce or whoever yeah, these B listers that are just you know laughing it up about the the plight of these folks that are in many cases probably innocent, peaceful people. I mean, remember, you're innocent before proven guilty 
until you're proven guilty. But people don't think of it like that. In this, it seems like in a lot of cases, this day and age, uh, if you're accused of something, especially you know child molestation or something like that, it's like you've you're been guilty. convicted before you even had a chance to defend yourself. And to laugh at someone for being tasered or something like that for not following orders? I can understand if they're choking a cop or doing something that's uh, in, a, in some way violent to another person, getting involved in that and using whatever force is necessary to stop it. That's what those uh, the cops are supposed to be trained to do. But now the tasers become this pain compliance uh, device. We continue with your calls. Craig is in uh, South Carolina listening to WSCFM. Hello, Craig. Yeah, I just had a few uh, ideas for you. I love your ideas. Uh, your your points that you're making are pretty good. Um, the first thing I'd like to say is that uh, drunk driving, man, that's going to happen uh, regardless of if it's legalized or not, I think. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah, past that, I think um, as far as the laws that it goes, where you can't sleep in your car if you've been drinking, I mean, they're going to get you for that. That's a little overkill, don't you think? A little. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's outrageous. I, th- I, th- I think that any law enforcement officer that uses the law in that way should have his badge removed and have his gun taken away. And as far as I'm conter- concerned, he's committed treason against the people that for whom he works and, and deserves some time. I agree. I mean, but sometimes, I mean, that's going to happen. People are going to go out, they're going to drink, they're going to have a great time with their friends, and then after that, I mean, the only other option is either go home or get arrested then. You know, I mean, you can't yeah, so sleep in your car. That you encourages to people to get behind the wheel while It does. Drunk. The enforcement of the, these silly laws. I mean, there should yeah. be an exception. Our law, legislators, if they, were, in fact, were working for us and representing us, because nobody's going to say it's a good idea. There's nobody out there that thinks it's a good idea to arrest somebody for sleeping in their car. However, that's how it's being used. If these legislators, uh, on whom this law would never be enforced, um, don't rep- don't, who don't represent us, don't want to do that for us, they need to be kicked out of office, too. Thanks, Craig. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up anything, as always, 800-259-9231. That is the point of the program. You take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. It's Ian with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Talking about drunk driving and how the system and its uh, its rules and its, its legislation and its enforcers are actually making the problem worse. They're actually encouraging people to drive dangerously and to drive drunk. And, of course, one of the most obvious ways is that they're arresting people for trying to sober up in their car without moving anywhere. That's one of the, that's one of the no-brainers. I mean, who would be in favor? Who is in favor of that law besides the, the revenue man? I mean, because DUIs are good for a good chunk of change for the, the Absolutely. government. Absolutely. And not to mention that the cops get, uh, they get little bonuses from MAD. You want to be the cop Do with they? The- uh, you didn't know about the gold no. watches Mad gives out? No, I did not. Ma- the Mothers Against Drug Drivers hand out gold watches to police for arresting drunk drivers. For it's the sounds- maximum or something? That they, if they beat the whole department or something like that? Uh, the usually usually they recognize... Yeah, it's like a contest. They yeah. recognize them in different ways. But yes, absolutely true. Wow. So police are incentivized to catch as many as they can, and they don't really care how... And some are unscrupulous and don't care right. how they do it. Yeah, it's not about serving or protecting. It's about a gold watch. You're, you're worth a gold watch to me, bud. That's what they see, right? When they see well, a drunk driver. A portion driver. of a gold watch. Yeah. A link yeah. on the gold watch. That's sad. 
You know, uh, somebody sent me uh, a message uh, reminding me about something that I heard recently. There's this ad campaign. Maybe you've heard the radio commercials. It's uh, yes, what sounds like some young people chatting about some silly nonsense that young people might chat about. And then there's a horrible crash, you know, horrible uh, crash. They just left a bar, right? They just left a bar and they're talking about Brad Pitt or something like that. And there's this horrible, horrific crash. And the, you know, the uh, announcer, deep voice goes, buzzed driving is drunk driving. Oh, buzzed driving. So I guess the suggestion is that because she was buzzed, you know, she took her attention off the road for too long and got into an accident. Maybe that's the case. But are they preparing for something else here? Are they kind of uh, getting people ready for a new campaign of 0.05, I mean, what? It seems like they're getting people ready for something. You know, whoa, if you even had one beer, it's one too many. Make sure you stay off the road, because buzz driving is drunk driving. You believe that, right? 800-259-9231. You know, um, I, I, this is one of the things, that, the arbitrariness of it all. So at point zero eight, I can tell you I'm still a significantly better driver than the people down in Venice, Florida, and their Lincolns bouncing off the, turning left from the right lane. The old right lady the trying to hand. see over the steering wheel. Dear God, I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I understand there's somebody in Venice that can drive well, and I'm sure that they're <laughs> dodging in and out of the Buicks and Lincolns. But um, whenever I went down there, oh, my God, it was awful. Mm. Let's go to your calls. You talk about whatever you want, this or something else. We go to Fred in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Fred. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Fred. Hey, uh, blood alcohol. It's a proven fact that men can hold more alcohol than a woman. They're bigger. But since we have unisex laws in this country, we're all put in the same, uh, we're all put in the same category. And I think that's a bunch of bull. Mm. I don't personally drink. I used to drink quite heavily, but I stopped a long time ago. Had enough, huh? But um, well, here in Montana, I mean, they they want her, they want everybody to stop drinking beer, especially beer. Yet they sell it in every grocery store, every Seven Eleven, every place you turn around. They sell beer in every place. You know, why don't they just sell it in liquor stores? And that that way they can control the substance with people who will lose their license if they sell it to somebody who is underage or Oh, come on, drunk. Fred, don't be silly. You think that just because they move the uh, the beer to the liquor stores that underage people won't be able to get their hands on it? I think it would be a lot more control, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think, I think that's not the case at all. I can tell you that uh, here in New Hampshire, the liquor stores are actually run by the state. So you'd think, well, you know, state running the liquor stores, that must be keeping the liquor out of the hands of the kids. And they're still... Plenty of high school and well, college of, parties here with all kinds of, of alcohol. Older kids, a lot of the older kids are buying, or their own parents are buying it, just to shut them up. Uh, one more point on health care. I've got to talk about health care. Okay, sure. This debate over health care, I have listened and listened and listened and listened. I have yet to hear anybody say, we already have national health care in the United States. Great point. Every time you pay your taxes, the private sector, now the private sector are people who work for private concerns. The government sector wants to work for government. Almost every government employee in the United States has a fabulous health care plan. So every time you pay your taxes, you're paying, even though you might not be able to afford it, you're paying so they can have the best health care plan money can buy. So true. So I don't know why we – and my argument is if we're going to have national health care, then make the government employees have the exact same plan we in the private sector has. But now I'm told they don't have to take our plan. Well, why would they'll they? They'll still be at the 
Fred, well, they're, they're your betters. Don't you understand? They know better than you. They're our masters. They're smarter than you. They've got a bunch of men with guns who will hurt you if you do if you don't do what they say. So they deserve better health care. No, actually, yeah, I see where you're coming man, from. They, yeah, they're called public servants. Would a man making ten dollars an hour hire a servant and pay him twenty? <laughs> that's exactly what the hell we're doing in this country. I love it's that line. Did you make that one up yourself? That was great. Yes, I did. I love that. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate the call because tonight. That is. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Would a man making $10 an hour hire another one and pay him 20 and have him serve him? No. no. Uh, so 800-259-9231. Another additional point to what Fred was saying there is that uh, most of the money in the health care system is spent by the government. So it is a mostly socialized system today. Don't let anybody tell you this is a free market in health care. It's right. not even close. Right. This is this is very classic. Um, the, the way that government gets involved in everything. The government gets involved causes problems, and then comes in and solves the problems. Then they, the, their solutions to the problems cause more additional problems because the government uses something entirely different than what the free market uses. It uses force. You can go to jail, you can get fined, and then you'll go to jail if you don't pay. You can have your property confiscated from you. You can be killed by the government. However, the free market won't do these kinds of things to you. So uh, that's it creates an entirely different dynamic. And then once it's created sufficient problems, then it goes in and takes it over. That's exactly what the government's trying to do in this area. You know, I want to go back to the uh, drunk driving issue. We still have another call on that. But real quick from Mark Crivelli at LewRockwell.com. I'm just kind of pulling things from his myriad of articles about drinking and driving and, and legalizing and how the system is actually encouraging people to dr- drive drunk, encouraging them to drive more dangerously while inebriated. And uh, he talks about the, and it kind of an un, un, a, a part of the system you don't normally hear about. He says another method for increasing drunk driving is alternative transportation or the lack thereof. If you can manage to drastically reduce the amount of safe alternative transportation in your jurisdiction, you'll go a long way toward making sure there are more drunk drivers on the road. If you can foist a government-backed cartel in the taxi and limousine trade in your jurisdiction, for example, you'll be effectively depriving drunk people of a cheap and safe alternative to driving when they're drunk. And without having the option of these cheap and safe forms of transportation, they'll choose to drive drunk more frequently than they otherwise would. A more effective method for creating more drunk drivers would be hard to find. This option is the added benefit that the people thus deprived of cheap and safe transportation won't even know that it's responsible for increases in the incidence of drunk driving. People don't even know that the taxis in their towns have to get medallions in order to operate. Most people don't even understand that the government goes in and limits the amount of people that can give you a ride for money. Yep. If you wanted to start your own little uh, drunk cab where you were completely sober and just available to the bars and you'd you'd come over, you'd pick somebody up, you'd you'd take them home and you'd charge them half the price they would have been uh, charged to get into a taxi or the bar would pay you or something like that. The government will come after you and fine you. If you don't pay that fine, they'll throw you in jail. They'll take your car away from you. That's how these people roll. That's what kind of organization we're talking about. Let's go to John in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John, Texas. Going once. John in Texas. Going twice. So that's just a few examples of how the government system, the government's rules, actually make the – they exacerbate the drunk driving problem. And aside from all of that, then there's the police state aspect, which we kind of touched on earlier that – Now you'll get stopped at a drunk driving checkpoint and harassed by the police. 
on the flimsy excuse that there might be someone on the road that's drunk and that they'll be able to catch them if they just check everybody. So I must, I must, you know, wonder what's the next step going to be because we know that government doesn't just stop. They don't just create a law and just say, oh, well, that's about it. We're done with this, this section of laws. We'll just leave this alone now. No, no, there's always a next step. Yeah. So how far is it before they're pulling everybody out of their cars to breathalyze them just to make sure? Just to make sure they're not drunk. How well, long? And communities all over the nation are stepping up enforcement. I wonder why. Is it because property values and, and, and on houses have decreased and they're mm-hmm. not getting the revenue that they were? By the way, how many times have you heard of somebody getting three, four, five DUIs? Happens a lot, doesn't sure, it? Sure, happens. So if DUIs and the harsh punishment was actually doing something to prevent yeah, people from driving drunk, wouldn't you only hear about people having one, two DUIs instead of three, four, five, and just continuing on? Oh, maybe their lives just keep getting crappier and crappier when they get busted, so they have nothing to live for, so they just keep drinking and driving. Hour two's coming up. Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plus, coming up tonight, uh, we'll be doing a Totasac giveaway. We'll tell you more about what that is and how to get it here in a little while. Our number again is 800-259-9231, and that's not the number you'll need to call and win during the giveaway, so keep that in mind. Uh, We'll give you that later, too. All right, uh, we'll take your calls about anything going right to the phones and to the fun. We'll talk first to Tim in Oregon. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good evening. Thank you very much for taking the call. I've got a very important message. I would hope that you would put up a website, and it's angelsonline-books.com. Oh, it's, it's you again. Oh, it's uh, you're, you're the, uh, the the guy that uh, called like uh, what a couple weeks ago and told us about how you're an, uh, you're from another galaxy and you're here to save the world or actually not save the world. No, I'm not here to save the world. I'm just here to inform you of what's going right. on in the. Let me tell you something, Tim. Uh, we have uh, we have a, a radio show here and it's a commercial radio program. Mm-hmm. So you're you know you called once and you plugged your website once. And now you've called twice, and you've plugged your website twice. So if you want to continue using our airwaves to get your message out, then we'll happily sell you some advertising packages. I don't know do about you that. Know, do you know who oh, God is? No. Do I know who God is? Yes. I don't know his mailing address. I don't know if there is a do God you know him by that name? is... 
I don't know if there is a God that is separate from me, sir. I think that uh, everything is God, personally. Well, if you go to that website, you will find him giving a report on what's in the chemtrails. Great, great. And his name is Admiral Sounds absolutely gripping. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. I wanted to find out what God's name was. Uh, We had him on for like an hour the last time he called, and other people want to talk about things. 800-259-9231. You know, most people don't get a whole hour to uh, talk on this show. We asked him all kinds of questions, and you can go back in our archives, and you can listen to it. I think, what, two or three weeks ago, maybe, on a Saturday night, third hour of the show, we pretty much spent the whole time on him. But, yeah, you said, Mark, you wouldn't sell that guy some uh, 60-second commercials if no. he called you up. What if he offered you $700 a spot? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the old saying, we're all hookers, it's just about negotiating the price. Let's continue with your calls. Keith in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Keith. Hey, how you guys doing? Keith, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I, I wanted to tell you about a video I made. I put it on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you uh, search 911 uh, engines down elevator shafts, the video is self-explanatory. If I get into it, it'll take me two hours to explain. Oh, well, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not going to. I would not tolerate discussing uh, 9/11 for two hours, sir. What? Why no, is no, this? No. Uh, why is this important to you? Well, because I, um, there's actual audio of a second explosion nine seconds after the plane hit the building. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about What are you trying to prove? Um, I'm proving that nine seconds after the plane hit the building, the, the plane actually made it to the elevator bank, and the engines popped off and fell down two express elevator shafts. Okay. And, and so what? They're, they're claiming that there was explosions in the basement, and I'm, pro- I'm trying to prove that. If you listen to it, you can actually hear the actual explosion. And uh, people make that mistake that there was explosives planted. I mean, if a kid's balloon pops, it's technically an explosion. I see. So, now, so you're I'm saying you're you're saying that the conspiracy theorists who are saying there were explosions from some sort of uh, dynamite or napalm or whatever the hell it was that they put in allegedly put in the buildings from the, that one conspiracy theory. You're saying that's not true. It was actually the engines. Actually, yes. That that's exactly what I'm saying. Because who did nine it? seconds after. Nine seconds after the crash, you can hear the second explosion, the engine hitting the lobby floor. So I want to know who did who did this 9-11 terrorism thing. Who did it? The hijackers, the ones they, that the government say that, that hijacked the planes. I see. Interesting. This is very interesting. So, so you've made your own counter video to counteract some of the conspiracy videos out there. You know, I'm going to say the same thing to you uh, that I say to the conspiracy theorists, and that is, what's the point of all this? I mean, this happened back in 2001. It's almost been an entire decade uh, since it occurred. It, it seems like people are still obsessed over the truth about what happened on 9-11. And you believe the truth is X, and they believe the truth is Y. I, for one, don't know what the truth is, nor do I care, because it's irrelevant to me what actually happened on 9-11. I don't really care. So right, I'm sure some people out there uh, appreciate what you're saying, uh, but it seems to me like that you're distracted, that you're you're spending all your time, or and maybe it's not all your time, but you're spending time on something that in it really doesn't have any relevancy today. Well, the engines down the elevator shafts, like I said, if you go okay. to YouTube and you Thank put you. in... There you go. Thanks for the call. Good luck with your video. 800-259-9231. I don't care about the conspiracy theories, and I don't care about the uh, rebuttals to the conspiracy theories, and I don't care about what the uh, government story is. I don't care. And I understand that people lost their lives. We need to know what the truth is. Well... What if you found out it was the government? What if you? What if it was them? What What is that going to change? 
and I'm not saying it was, but what would it change? You know? I already know the government's evil. I already know what they do is wrong. I already know that I disagree vehemently with the government in general. I already know they're killing hundreds of thousands of people around the world, poor little brown people in other countries around the world that have suffered at the hands of the, uh, the U.S. government. I don't need to have a conspiracy theory to prove that to me. I already know they're doing that. So I already know they're evil. You're not going to prove that to me by somehow getting me to believe in a conspiracy theory. And similarly, and I, by the way, I've been through some of this stuff. You know, I've seen the, I saw one of the, one or two of the movies back in the day, and I went to the popular mechanics rebuttal, and I went to the, the loose change rebuttal on the internet, and I read some of that stuff. It's all very interesting, very intriguing. A lot of very smart people on both sides of the debate, debating forever about what happened yep. almost a decade ago. Really, right. <laughs> that's really where it's going to go, because they really will be debating this in another decade. And until the next big disaster occurred, they debated the uh, the Oklahoma bombing. They debated the mm-hmm. first uh, World Trade Center bombing. How about all the Kennedy theories? They did right. They're they're still talking about the Kennedy thing. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of this stuff, and it's just such minutia. You know, I'm glad we have enough. On one hand, Mark, it's kind of an indicator of how wealthy we are, right? I mean, that in this society we have so much wealth at our disposal that we can spend our leisure time. Doing stuff like making videos about engines going down, elevator shafts. I'm for it. I mean, that's that's great. I'm glad that you have that free time. And I and and I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to disparage people for their hobby. You know, if if it's your hobby to do your own research into what the truth of the Oklahoma City building or JFK or 9/11 was, then you know that's your that's your deal. I mean, well, some you, people have a hobby of playing sports or video games or whatever. Sure. Like that's what their their hobby is. But and don't that's pretend like it, it matters. Right, at all. and don't for, pretend like I care. Um, because if you know if your hobby is stamp collecting, well, usually stamp collectors, most of them understand that hey. Lots of people don't like to talk about stamp collecting. No one wants to know about your 1947 Russian uh, stamp collection. Right. They don't you care. Know, briefly, you can talk about it, that kind of thing. And uh, you know, I, I think, I, and also people get far more activated about 9/11 than they do about stamp collecting. If you know what I mean, because it's, I, I guess it's, it's to me, it's akin to the people that come knock on your door and try to spread their religion. It, it does have that flavor to it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's how it feels to be. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Let's go to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Hi, guys. How are you doing? It's on your evening? mind tonight, Frank. Go ahead. Good. Now, listen, I was uh, intrigued by the guy that called, the time traveler that knows God <laughs> in the gold suit. I, I thought that would be very entertaining and interesting if you guys had... Oh, you know, he, he was entertaining, he, Frank, Frank, he was entertaining, but he called two, three weeks ago, and we did an hour of entertaining radio with that guy and kept him on and asked him all kinds of uh, questions and heard what he had to say. So yeah. go into our archives at freetalklive.com and grab that. I mean, if my, if he, he called himself Mahan last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that's his god name or whatever. If Mahan calls every Saturday night, I'm not going to spend an hour with Mahan. It's just every yeah. night. It's but not maybe, maybe if. Maybe five or six minutes. Okay, I Frank. was going to ask him. I was hoping that maybe you'd ask him. You know, if the end times are upon us, and has the Messiah arrived, and is the Antichrist here, and how do these eschatological narratives uh, end up? I mean, ultimately, these are as old as time itself. So it would have been interesting to hear his. Uh, Actually, there's a lot of that stuff, Frank. If you go to freetalklive.com and you get the uh, the archive, and I don't know um, how to get those, uh, you know. The... Well, didn't he say 144,000 people would be selected and and pulled away from the earth? Uh, yeah, I think some that goes back spaceship. to Revelation, though. Yeah, that, that actually goes back to the biblical text. 
Yeah, it, uh, it however, does. what's intriguing is uh, the fact that uh, uh, I, I like what you guys had to say about the government. I really don't trust it either. And just for those conspiracy buffs, something I came across recently. Tell me about it in a moment, Frank. We'll bring you back here. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. IRS to take over health care enforcement? We'll look at it coming up. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show. You take control and bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free. They include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken their time to send us their validated photo or video proving that they listen to the show. See them, and ladies, if you want to be a part of them, you can get all the details over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you uh, hate taking those giant vitamin pills and you worry that uh, perhaps the uh, the pills aren't getting entirely digested, I have a solution for you. It's Choose for Health's Super Fruit Complex. It includes fruits and berries, including uh, goji, mangosteen, acai, nani fruit. Not only is it a vitamin, but it's an antioxidant at the same time, so it's twice as effective. It's uh, Choose for Health, and you can get a free week by calling 800-219-8874. They give you a free week. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling and call this number right now, 800-219-8874. As we continue taking your phone calls about anything, Frank is on the line in New York. Frank, you're back on Free Talk Live. Continue, yeah, please. I just think it's very interesting, you know, the uh, the fact that we have at this moment in history access to data with the Internet, uh, where we can read literally, you know, 20, 30 papers a day online or from around the world. Sure. We can read, we can access, you know, some of the great libraries. We have all of this tremendous capacity to allow one to expand on knowledge and to use knowledge and to analyze it. But we seem to be impotent in the public sphere to affect any political change. And I think there's a reason why people are going into their own areas of interest using the technology, doing their own research, because really we're beginning to see how the media, especially the press in this country, has failed to really keep public discourse alive and to challenge uh, the government, as it, had did, as it had done in the past. They certainly have. Uh, so They've really been cowed. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the members of the mainstream media... They understand that if they're too critical of the government, they won't get any interviews anymore, and therefore they are very, very reticent uh, to go about being uh, critical in any serious form. Last night I was on top of the patio in our building, and I could see the lights where the Twin Towers stood. They run those until 9-11 at night, and they, you Mm -hmm. know, the two big floodlights go up to the sky, and... It's very interesting. So people are concerned about that because it did legitimize an illegal and unconstitutional war, military actions in Afghanistan, Iraq. Did it legitimize and, that, really? I mean, are you well, sure it did, that... It did, at least in the public sphere. God knows Congress voted to allow Bush to go into... They gave him carte blanche to do what he did, and... Uh, yeah, but, but, but back in uh, the 1990s, when the first Bush invaded Iraq, they approved that uh, action, too, didn't they? They did. So, I mean, they didn't need to blow any buildings up in order to get people behind that. All I'm saying is it wasn't necessary. It's not a necessary step. They could have done it anyway. Well, I would argue that the first Gulf War in 1991 was unnecessary, too. Oh, I agree with you. Absolutely. 
but I wanted to say this for all the, the 9-11 people involved in the research. I just wanted to let you know that the airplane turbine from the jet, the American Airlines jet that apparently crashed into the uh, tower, was not a Pratt & Whitney, which is the engine manufacturer for the American Airlines, but it was a GE. So whoever threw out that engine part on Murray Street from the back of a truck made a big mistake. And All right, I Frank, I don't even know what you're talking about. I thank you for the call tonight. <laughs> 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Too much detail for me. Like, I don't know the conspiracy theories that well. Uh, it doesn't, again, what it, who cares what the engine manufacturer is? It either happened the way they said it did, or it happened in a different form. And I don't believe the government story, so I think it probably happened somewhat differently, or differently, rather. And I don't believe the conspiracy theory, guys. Maybe some of them have a few things right, and they probably have a whole lot wrong. And if you spend your time trying to ascertain who's right and who's wrong, you get bogged down in crap like who makes the engines on the jets that flew into the buildings and who threw what part out where and what the different allegations are. It's it's mind-bogglingly uh, detailed and insane, in my opinion. I think it's more interesting that uh, you, you don't hear uh, the mainline accent like Fran- Frank has anymore. It's just <laughs> it's it's pretty much gone away. I, I I think just a few people in like the Connecticut area <laughs> still have them. You know that that kind of Thurston Howell yeah. the third. You, no. <laughs> well, mm. you you've got to keep your teeth together in order to talk like this properly. <laughs> it 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 tickles the crap out of me. <laughs> Let's I go. wish I talked like that. Let's go to you can practice, Mark. I'm sure you can get really. But then good at I would it. just be like a usurper, like uh, Madonna yeah. and her, her new English. So you're not accent. real. You wouldn't be real then. You'd be no, a poser. I'm from Florida. I should yeah. talk like this. But you don't even talk like that. No, I'm I'm from the uh, the Yankee occupied area of Florida within right. the uh, with within the uh, 20 mile zone of the the coastline. Let's continue with your calls. Gene is in Tennessee and he's on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Well, hi guys. Actually, I'm in St. Louis. Okay, you're in St. Louis. What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to talk about the difference between uh, the way you present us as being enslaved to the government, and I see it as a different way, and I wanted to discuss that. Okay. Uh, it is, to some extent, just a uh, uh, you know a, a change in terms or a, semantics argument over terms. But yeah, argument I, over semantics. My position okay. is that my position is that you cannot be a slave to a fiction. And, of course, my position is the government is a fiction, therefore there's no way for us to be enslaved to them. Now, in the past, I've stood out front of the post office on April 15th with a sign that says income tax is slavery because, uh, you know, for 20 years I didn't pay the income tax. Mm -hmm. But um, the position that I take now is that since the government is a fiction, the people with guns are real, so what we have is extortion. So the income tax more accurately described and uh, also the other things that the government asks us to do are forms of extortion because what you have is a gang of armed men with guns willing to hurt you if you if you don't do what they say. So that proper definition of that I think is Okay, okay, you're right. It's a, it's a subtle distinction that uh, they are certainly extorting people. Um, I guess what would have to make it, what would have to change in order for you to agree that it is slavery? In order to technically qualify as slavery, I think you have to be at somebody else's beck and call, uh, you know, a certain person. You have to have a master somewhere. So there has to be a master with a real name that is telling you what to do each day. And uh, as far as it being, as long as it's a fiction that's telling you what to do, uh, or people that are representing this fiction 
then you really, I don't think it can be called slavery. I think it can only properly be referred to as extortion. Gene, you're going to hear something now that you almost never hear on talk radio. It just doesn't happen. You're right. We're wrong. It it is I, now. Um, the I I have to agree that you have come up with the right terminology for me that works. Now, um, what, well, what if the, but the slave masters have gotten together slave, and called themselves something? The so slave what? masters have figured out that slavery didn't work because it was expensive. Um, it was uh, you know immoral the way people saw it. But they have figured out that people will go for extortion. That they will say that hey, government's necessary, so we are going to have to have it, and then they can grow the size of the government, extort more. And, you know, essentially we are all their victims in that respect. I don't like the terminology victim because I don't feel like I want to live like a victim. But it's not always extorting money. It's also about obedience. I mean, if the government guy comes by here and says, your grass is too tall, yep. I've got to go and mow that comes lawn. In, comes in, t- pistol whips me, and tells me to kiss his shoe. I'm not his slave. He's just making me do something. It's 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 very similar. But, the, but this is... Well, I want to bring you back here, Gene, because I don't know if I agree. And Mark, you may be saying you were wrong. I don't know about this. I think it still is slavery, and uh, when dig into a little bit here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Saturday edition, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We're talking about uh, the whether or not people in America, people around the world, people subject to uh, these concepts known as governments, these men and women that are willing to use violence against you to get what they want, are you slaves? Gene from uh, Tennessee is saying no. We'll continue the discussion here in moments. You're welcome to uh, add your thoughts to the mix at 800-259-9231. Also, I want to invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. We have our Facebook profile. You can become a fan by going to facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Now, coming up, uh, we're going to give you a tote sack. We're going to give you a two-pack of tote sacks. And you're going to need a phone number, and that number is 603-435-1105. That's our contest line for tonight. I'll give you that number again here in a few moments when we actually do the giveaway. But uh, the Tota Sack is a brilliant little device designed to help you carry things like grocery bags back from uh, your car to to the house. You can carry a whole hell of a lot more on the Tota Sack than you can in your regular hand simply just because... It makes things a lot easier. I mean, the thing's made out of 100% recycled material. It's uh, it's very strong. Ingenious this thing can hold, thing. what, 400 pounds? More than you can hold with one hand, yeah. for sure. You can't hold the Tota Sack, um, the amount of weight the Tota Sack can hold. It's been really useful. I've been using it here at home, and so you'll get your chance to get a two-pack here in a little bit. The number you'll need is 603-435-1105. Uh, so let's go back to Gene in Tennessee. Gene, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were calling in to say that you don't believe that we're slaves 
but were instead just simply victims of extortion. Am I understanding you correctly? Yes, and uh, since government is a fiction, that these people who carry the guns, the ones who don't carry the guns that simply uh, meet in these great marble halls and write these words on paper that they call laws, all these people are properly called cult members because they believe in a power that does not exist, a, a reality. They, they, they believe in an entity that doesn't exist in reality, and they treat it as reality, this entity called government. So what we are properly is victims of extortion by real men with guns who all have names. In other words, each of these people is guilty of a crime against their fellow man when they extort money from them using force. Would you say now, that you could I also have obedience extorted from you, too? Because it's not always about money. Oh, yeah, and uh, even obedience it has a dollar value. In other words, if I tell somebody, you have to work for me for X number of hours, you can put a dollar value on that. So your labor is money. Your labor is value. I think you're right, Gene. I, I don't want to say you're wrong. I think you're absolutely right. It's definitely extortion. There's no doubt about that. It's systemic at the same time, and I'm wondering about this. This, um, is, this like is slavery right. systemic, um, whereas extortion is uh, incidental. Right. If it's ongoing, I think it crosses the line into slavery. If I'm a thug on the street and I uh, extract your wallet from you and you never see me again, well, it's not really accurate to call you my slave. Uh, you've been robbed. You're a victim of uh, extortion, of robbery, of, of, of violence being threatened on you that one time. But if I come around every single week and do the same thing uh, to you, if I come to your house and uh, make demands of you and you pay me every time, whatever it is I demand, then that's – I think that's a little that, – that it is extortion, but as Mark says, it's, it's ongoing. And I'm looking at the definition of slave here at Dictionary.com. A slave is a person who's the property of and wholly subject – to another. And you're right, Gene, when you say that the government is a fiction. It's just a fantasy that so many people believe in that it, you know, it might as well be real because so many people have essentially made it real by their belief within, uh, in it and their obedience to the concepts of it. But I think that when but you... see, we're not, we're not owned by or subject to them. I mean, I, like, I, I break every law that I can as soon as, they get, you know, as soon as the, the man with the blue light on his car is not looking... Sure, but the slaves, I'm sure, would work a little less hard when the taskmaster wasn't standing over them. I mean, well, that's true, but in in those cases, the taskmaster master is pretty much there standing over them because otherwise they can't uh, be watching all the slaves at all the times. I mean, the slaves, you know, the taskmasters aren't there when the slaves are in their bunk at night necessarily. Uh, So I think that if you've got this ongoing situation of extraction, if you've got an ongoing demand of obedience, constant obedience, sure, you can leave the plantation and go to another plantation. Yes, I understand that the slavery we're talking about today isn't exactly uh, identical to chattel slavery. Right, as, as, as that existed in the United States uh, between the years of you know 1750 and 1850. But no, there's no doubt that I am the subject of these people calling themselves government because they're willing to put me in a cage if I don't obey their diktats. And I, I'm well, with I, Eugene. I try to avoid as many as possible, and I, I try to, and I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm refusing more of their demands. And as the slaves begin to stand up against Massa, then you know Massa's going to have less control over them. But I still think the slavery analogy is, is apt here. But I think you're correct that it's also extortion. Well, I, but the thing that I disagree with about it is 
that in order for you to be subject to something, there has to be something. And since government is a fiction, I've never said I was. A, well I've never said I was a slave to government. I am a slave to those men who would throw me in a jail cell and put uh, cuffs on me and take me from my family and steal my home from me. Even though government's a fiction, their violence is very real. They are very real, and they believe they're better than me. Yeah, well, that's the extortion part. That's where that comes right. in. They, they come and uh, uh, force you to give them goodies in exchange for your safety. Well, it's not in exchange for my safety, and you know that there, there's no concomitant oh. return. Uh, they in have... exchange for your safety from them. From that's them, okay. They're not, keeping yeah. you, they're not keeping you safe from the guy down the street, but they're going to keep you safe from them if you pay them money. Yeah, I still think that's slavery, but I thank you for the call tonight, Gene. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Harris Listening to WFLA in Tallahassee, FLA FM. Hello, Harris. Hey there. Um, I got a question, and uh, maybe you can enlighten us all. <laughs> your, uh, one of your callers had a really good point about slavery and the government, and uh, it kind of made me wonder. Do you get the feeling that maybe this uh, administration that's currently in office has a uh, a reverse agenda to enslave the tax-paying citizens of this country? No, I think you're already enslaved. Okay. okay. I mean, if if you if you were to have all your uh, labor extracted from you um, in order to you know supply somebody with you know whatever the the money from your labor, then right. I would say you're a, completely a slave. If you have a portion of the money of your labor taken away, I'd say you're at least a portion of a slave. And that was happening under uh, well the Every income president. the income tax came um, came in at nineteen in nineteen thirteen. There were other kinds of taxes prior to that, and we still have a great deal of taxes in the United States. You're you know, a resource too. Gentlemen, this afternoon I was listening to uh, Sean Hannity. I'm and, sorry. Uh, he was talking about uh, how it's virtually impossible to sue the federal government. It so, is virtually impossible. Okay, well, it made me uh, raise an interesting question. Should we, as the taxpaying citizens, be suing um, uh, personally some of the members in our government? Well, we should be able to do it, but um, the problem is, is that they immunity. have sovereign immunity, that the government makes the rules, and the government has decided that the people that are doing its bidding are uh, they're immune from being sued. You just can't do that. That's, That's part true. of the suing process. That's true. It's like saying a slave can sue the taskmaster. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you could bring a suit... And they did that under Bush, and Hannity supported it. Even if you, uh, even if you could bring a suit, Mark... You would then find, and uh, and Harris, uh, you would then find that uh, the judge in the case would be on the side of the people that you were suing. So it's not like even if you could bring the suit, it could anyway, in any shape or form, be called something fair. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. All right, the Totasac giveaway. Totasac is going to help you carry, I don't know what else. I've only used it for grocery bags, but it's been brilliant for that. It's great um, for grocery bags. If, if you know, And if you have an item that's good for only one thing, it's good it's, for it's that. It's good enough. It, it saves you time. You're going to get more grocery bags in the house in a uh, faster manner with the Totasac. Go to Totasac. Dot com to learn more about it, but get on the phones uh, here at 603-435-1105, and you can get yourself a two-pack of Toda Sacks. We'll take the uh, the third caller at 603-435-1105, and if you've already won something from Free Talk Live within the last 30 days, you can't win again. 603-435-1105, well, not for another 30 days. And if you uh, live outside the United States, you're going to have to pay for your own shipping. That's tr- that is true as well. So third caller right now, 603-435-1105, you get the two-pack of Toda Sacks, and we'll continue with Free Talk Live here in moments. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Our number for calling the show is 800-259-9231. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, again, 800-259-9231, Saturday edition. You can bring up anything. And if you enjoyed this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you up front before they even let you into the good stuff on their website, if it's even good. I don't know. I've never paid for uh, most of their subscriptions, so I, I would have no idea. Phil Hendry, though, I did buy his once, and it was pretty darn good. But ours... What about Lionel? I thought you did Lionel, too. Lionel's never had a subscription site. Okay. He's never really had much of a site. Great guy, though. I love, love Lionel's show. Anyway, uh, our show, we give you our stuff free. And we give you more on freetalklive.com for free than most of those other talk show hosts give you in their pay section. So head over and enjoy the website free at freetalklive.com. But when you're in, done enjoying it for free and you want to pony up a few bucks, we'll take it uh, through, the, uh, through the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. And we'll reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and bring more people to the ideas of freedom because that's important. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's continue taking your phone calls and go to Dave in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Howdy. How you guys? Hey, dude. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, remember, terror is used against cowards. Terror is a component of extortion, and extortion is a symptom of slavery. And to be a slave, you got to be able to be scared into it because nobody would, could be a slave. They could fight back, and, you know, they'll be killed maybe, but, you know, you... you submit to the fear of death absolutely the reality of government is money and that's how they got us to be slaves now they call it civilized slavery they give you money and you become a slave to the payer back you know to the creditor and they use the same thing with insurance. Like, that's with the medical. That's what they're... I don't know, Dave. I think, you're, I think you're reaching there, because when you choose no, to get it's into... All, a... It's all about greed. Insurance is all about greed and, and worried about the future and, and what I got. If I lose my stuff, I got to get it replaced. And, and, and it's all based on the reality of money that the government holds over us. If we didn't use their money, they'd have no power over us. We submit to their power. That part I agree money. with. I agree that if, and, and then, that if people that, weren't and submitting... The insurance industry is based upon that. But anyway, I'm just saying I don't know that. about that because the difference, Dave, is that you can choose to buy insurance in many cases unless not the government really. forces you not, otherwise. Not, not how it's becoming. They're making it a law for everything. You well, then that's a insurance. government problem. That's well, not an insurance they company know problem. the reality of the greed factor. And why don't you want insurance? Because we're going to pay you back, but they're not going to. They're going to make you jump through all kinds of hoops. They're going to make you pay every month more than what they Maybe they will. I'm not defending the insurance companies or their policies. I'm certainly not defending well, that they've worked hand-in-hand well, hand with government how, to... What I'm, getting, what I'm getting to with the insurance is the medical problem is caused by insurance, and more insurance ain't going to solve the problem. I agree with but that much. Is, it's not all caused have, by insurance, though. We don't have cheap enough medical schools, and we don't have 
would if they want well there's more money. dave there's more to it than just the insurance companies the insurance companies are a problem in in that they have worked with the government to ensure well, that they have now, hang on dave they've worked with the government to ensure that they have a closed marketplace where it's very difficult to get in and offer any sort of competing options in the marketplace but one of the reasons why uh, many of the reasons why healthcare is so expensive in the first place is because of all the governmental regulations and that sort of thing that have been placed oh, upon it the government closing doors for so people expensive because you can't live without it it's like food you know no that's why? not true food food's should, not expensive a, a loaf of bread should be like 30 bucks but only because what? food is subsidized it's so no dave i'm sorry dude now i'm going to disagree with you again on that well, food is food is subsidized some food has uh, is subsidized Farming. not all it's, food they're, they're, Monsanto's gonna gonna uh, grab hold of the, the whole thing with, with ADM and, and forget about it. But he's anyway. right. The, absolutely. When you look at um, local farmers selling their uh, their wares out there, oh, generally the their food now. costs you more. You're gonna be able to sell. They'll come and arrest you for selling zucchinis. And <laughs> but anyway, I'm just, and that's because we're cowards. Terror is only used against cowards. They could take this war on terrorism and put it where the sun don't shine with me. I ain't afraid of nobody and whatever. And I can't be a slave because I won't be extorted. Because if anybody try to extort me, they're going to have to put a bullet in my head. Thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. Always appreciate hearing from you. I agree with him on some of it, but some of it, uh, it's, it's, I think it's off the mark. Well, uh, I'm, I, uh, food is not all subsidized, and not all one of, it, of the reasons but a why a lot of it is. Well, one of the reasons I mean, why. Wh- why do they have the saying that farmers get buried three feet deep so that they can still stick their hands out to receive the government money? Because many farmers in this country are paid not to grow food, well, and th- they they receive true. tax benefits that other businesses don't get, and all these other things. When you look at these local farmers and trying to compete against the you know the big companies like Monsanto. It, it, yeah, that the the food that Monsanto has is dishonest. Okay, I I understand all that, but uh, food is <laughs> a loaf of bread should not be thirty dollars. I'm I, sorry, I think that's an exaggeration. Uh, Absolutely no. true. And remember, when you're dealing with business on a bigger scale, if you've got a bigger farm, you've got uh, a, a economics of scale coming into play where you're just moving more product. You can do it for cheaper than the the little farmer can. Uh, right, and, They've and, got and mechanisms you, but you have and to do mechanization. it farther, farther away from the people who are going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's who built the roads? Well, governments in, in most cases. Are the cases. farmers not subsidized in that manner, too? Yeah. Look, I, I buy my food from down the road. So, I'll admittedly, the, the road is subsidized between here mm-hmm. and there, but it's not nearly as long of a road as, um, you know, many people who get their groceries uh, from the grocery store and things like that. Toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. Just to, to blame the insurance companies for the health care uh, debacle is fallacious. The insurance companies are involved in the They're debacle. They're involved, but to put all the blame on them is not fair. Nope. They're involved insofar as they have worked with the government in the same sure. way that the big food companies have worked with the government to try to improve their business at the cost of the marketplace, at the cost of competition and innovation sure, and all sure. the wonderful things that we would receive otherwise. And uh, And right now... It's still an option to buy insurance. You know, you don't have to. So it's not like they're lording over everybody. You don't have to buy insurance. Doctors don't have to, to take Medicare. I mean, they, they don't have to do these things, but they're choosing to. And it's, you know, because they're scared of not. Uh, it, it is because they are frightened of what might happen. Or it is uh, in the case of uh, various different, various different the, the healthcare situation 
It's the government first and foremost. These other companies that are just... I agree with that. They're, they're just tagging along. They're trying to... Uh, right. The insurance companies are just the leeches in the jail set, yeah. in the, the dank dungeon that we've been thrown into in the healthcare industry. But they're still there, and they're still sucking your blood. Well, there's no doubt about that. And it'll, it will get worse. I mean, Dave is right that... When everyone's forced to have insurance, it's going to be even worse. The government comes in and offers an option. It's going to be terrible. And then, of course, they'll move toward uh, full government coverage and full government health care, which will be just an absolute nightmare. Let's continue, though, with your calls about what you want. Larry in South Carolina, listening to WSC-FM. Hello, Larry. Hey. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. Good evening. Uh, I actually just wanted to pose a question. I don't have a well-thought-out theory to debate you all on. Uh, I heard a commercial in between breaks, and I know that you all don't endorse the people that, that do commercials. The commercial was regarding uh, VA loans. And so my thinking is, you know, VA loans obvi- obviously are offered through the government and, and are part of the, you know, entitlement program that <laughs> that the government passes down the line. Uh, however, there are private brokers that, that offer these loans, uh, and obviously there's business uh, and business there and 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 jobs and and the economy would benefit from that uh so just just kind of wondering what your view is on that and and the government being involved in that in that detail well in the government in it, it be a little i'm sorry I'm, I'm not entirely clear are you uh asking what is it what do i think about businesses doing business with the government yeah, I guess so. Yeah, in in much less, many less words. Well, it's you know, it's it's a hard thing to address because um, the government is so thoroughly in everything. Um, for instance, Free Talk Live essentially does business with the government because we're on radio stations all over America, and those radio stations receive their licenses from the FCC. Should we refuse to be on any radio station that um, doesn't receive its licensing? Uh, that that has have, we refuse to be on a radio station that has licensing from the FCC? I don't think so. Um, you know, and then it, it depends on the involvement, right? So, uh, the, you know, the, the, the worst thing, perhaps, is, say, Blackwater or something like that. I mean, I would have a very difficult time being a civilian contractor uh, for, uh, you know, the United States military, uh, you know, holding uh, prisoners and things like that. I, I thought the question was about VA loans. Isn't that something well, the government issues? He was asking a general question. But aren't VA loans something the government issues, or are they issued no, by other banks, loans? No, they're but uh, the government subsidizes them. Oh, right. Well, of course, banks are just ex- arms of the government in the first place anyway, right? I mean, they, they exist at the pleasure of the uh, the Federal Reserve System. I don't know if that's yeah, answered what? your question. If you want, if you got more, hang on. We'll bring you back here. I don't know if we've answered your question. Hour 3 is coming up. You can bring up anything. More with Larry and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. 
Again, that's freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you might have ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue with your phone calls, and we will go to Jim, listening in Thomasville, Georgia, to WFLA-FM. Hello, Jim. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I'd, I'd like to talk about uh, the uproar uh, concerning the uh, president who's uh, going to speak to our children next week. Yes. Uh, I, I'm a father of two, and uh, during the uh, presidential debates uh, with John McCain, Barack Obama publicly admitted to uh, using drugs, and, uh, and of course, that's breaking the law. And I've always taught my kids right and wrong and that it's not acceptable to do drugs and it's not acceptable to experiment with drugs and I'd really like why to isn't it accept- why isn't it acceptable well to a you know uh, to a six-year-old child I just don't think it's acceptable okay but, but for a 16 for, for a ch- child but I mean, for a 16 year old for an adult and and what a gentleman uh, our president is going to be speaking to the youth of our nation well he's not my president first and yeah, foremost I, I, I'm of the opinion that the president shouldn't be using the uh, the, the public school the government school system as a uh, soapbox from which to speak however the premise by which you're going about uh, uh, you know saying that he shouldn't do it is really the problem I uh, to me, I'm of the opinion yeah. that well, uh, alcohol, I'm not caffeine. I'm he shouldn't do it. I'm more or less raising an issue that uh, he has publicly admitted to doing drugs. Well, and breaking ca- caffeine, the law, caffeine's and, a drug. Tobacco's a drug. And speaking to mine and if anyone else it's who's illegal listening to their drugs, child Mark. this right. week. And, There's uh, lots of drugs you know, out I there, man. I have concern about having small children and having my president publicly admit this. Okay, during a Look, presidential man, debate, Rush, Rush Limbaugh did these uh, these drugs, and he's on the radio. You don't have a problem with that. Um, the, the caffeine is a drug; it's legal. Tobacco is a drug; it's about, legal. You know, Alcohol is. Are you going to let me finish here, here, for God's sake? Now, if it was a you know, hey, I'm not calm down, Mark. You need to calm down here. I'm not done. He's just, he's just that. Well, you grandstanding. Know, consenting adults, but here, you know, we're speaking to my Jim. Children. Can we have a conversation with you? Can we talk like back and forth in a conversation? I'd really like to hear some that would input be great. from your callers. Well, I, I, well, we didn't hear what you said there because you were talking over Mark right, as Mark even, was trying to say you something You didn't even to you. let me finish. But Mark, you don't need to be yelling at people. So Mark, why don't you get out what you want to get out, and Jim, hopefully he'll let you say what you need Please, to say. Please, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Tobacco's legal. Um, caffeine's legal. Alcohol's legal. These are all drugs. Okay, Mark. Well, how do you feel about our president speaking to our young children that publicly admitted to using drugs? I don't really care. Uh, in, a, in a national debate. I don't really with care. my whole family, and I'm sure thousands of other viewers' family watching us. How am I supposed to teach my child right from wrong when my president is admitting... So then he's using drugs. Here's what I'd like to know okay. from you, Jim. You're deciding to call him your president, and that's up to you. I don't uh, think well, that... Well, he's the president of the United States of America. So? Okay, fine. Um, it's fine it's and not my, He's not my president. There have been plenty of presidents have done that. George Bush did it. Uh, Bill Clinton did it. Drugs, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Right. They all, they're all admitted drug users. Right. Um, so, you know, big, big, fat, hairy deal. It's, it's all been done. Now, well, talking in the public school system, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sending my kid there in order to, to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. And he's using it as an opportunity to indoctrinate children. 
So we're I'd with really you. I'd like to hear some input from your callers. I'm sure we'll get some of that, and we'll throw the number out there here in a moment. But I want to get some more input from you on uh, the issue of what is right and what is wrong. You're saying that you're concerned because Barack Obama did some illegal drugs, that therefore uh, you're having a t- you'd have a tough time teaching your kids right from wrong. Are you suggesting that things that are illegal are wrong? Sir? Well, when, a, when a, a person with his uh, power, the president of the United States of America, okay, uh, on a presidential debate, is going to publicly admit using drugs, okay? Then he's publicly admitting he's a lawbreaker, okay? Yeah. Well, how can I put my child in a classroom when I'm trying to, trying to teach my six- and seven-year-old child right from wrong? So is it wrong to break the law? I've asked you a question. Talk about breaking law. You didn't answer my question. Is it wrong to break the law? Well, I think you just answered that question yourself. How did I answer it? I asked a question. Answer your question. Is it I'm wrong not answering to break the law? my question. I'm asking you the question. I, is it wrong Mark, to break the law? I think, I think all of your listeners can answer that question. Why don't you is answer it? it? I'm trying to, to have a conversation with you, sir. Is it, is wrong, it wrong to break the law? speed? No. Okay, so you're saying if the speed limit's posted 55 and you're doing 100 miles an hour, that's okay. If the conditions are appropriate, it is wrong. To, uh, to Mark, I, I well, think I'm you're Ian. There are two hosts here. Your own question, Jim, Jim, Mark. there are two it's hosts here. I'm Ian. Jim, it is, it is okay. It to is break wrong the law. to drive and especially recklessly. Especially coming from an administration that is so uh, uh, pol- trying to be so politically and publicly correct with Jim, everything they're doing. Look, Jim, I don't what? like the federal government, whether it's Obama or George Bush or Bill Clinton or the other Bush or whoever it is, okay? So I, uh, I, I'm i with you that far, but I'm not with you where it's Ill, it's wrong to do something illegal. The government is not the arbiter of what is right and what is wrong. What is right and wrong has to do with uh, other people and whether or not they've been harmed. If you've brought harm to another person, if you've just, uh, hurt them or their property or their family or something, like that, then should I tell my six-year-old that this is a man that they should listen to? This is a man that no, they should respect. No, absolutely not. This guy is this guy's a dangerous individual who solves his problems with guns. You should tell your your kids that's that why he's, he's a wrong. dangerous, sick killer. That's why he's a bad man. Not because he smoked a joint or snorted some coke or whatever. He's bad because he hurts people, because he threatens people, because he's killing people around the world for the same reasons that George Bush was a bad man who did drugs, who, who also did drugs. But it's not the drugs that are the that are the problem it's the violence that's the problem it's the harming people it's the threats those are the problems that's what's right and wrong not whether or not some law book somewhere says something's illegal so i think you need to get your morality straight jim well once again gentlemen we're speaking in regards to children here okay what does this that mean man is speaking to our are your children, children stupid week. Are you are your children incompetent? Are they unable to understand now what you're you talk to them about? See, guys, I I think that like most of your uh, responsible listeners out there that do have children, okay, you know, we teach our children. Matter of fact, there's even shirts that say "Dare," you know, not to use drugs. It's a and government program, Jim. Dare's a government program, Jim. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dare. It's a government program okay. that has been shown to do absolutely nothing to prevent kids from uh, from using drugs. Do either of you, uh, you two gentlemen, have young children? What difference does it make? Uh, I assume you don't. I do. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I'd, I'd like to hear some input from some of your listeners. Thanks for the call, Jim. There. Appreciate hearing from you.
I'm going to teach my kid that uh, you know to be very judicious in how one uh, in what in the things that one puts in one's body that uh, it can affect you for the rest of your life. And uh, I think that uh, a very dangerous thing to put in your body is alcohol. And I'm of the opinion that marijuana is less dangerous. If I were a parent, and I am not, Mark, you are, I am not. Uh, but if I were a parent, then I would be teaching my kids the difference between right and wrong based on whether or not people get hurt, not whether or not some bureaucrat somewhere or some elected official has written some words down on a piece of paper and deemed something to be illegal. There have been so many things over the history of time that have been uh, labeled right. as illegal. It's legal. It was legal to shoot engines in this country. Did that make it right? Right. I mean, legal and illegal, right and wrong, these things do not correspond no. here in America. It, they rarely correspond as uh, as a matter of fact. Anywhere. Yeah. Now, there are some things that are illegal that are absolutely wrong, sure. like murder or arson or destruction of property or However, stealing. However, it's also illegal to not pay taxes to the federal government. Is that wrong? Absolutely not. It That's is heroic. right to keep the money that you earn. It's, so it's these right things to, do not correspond the idea of legal and illegal and right and wrong. It's right to refuse to obey somebody who's demanding obedience from you. Right. I mean, if the president was a drunk, would it matter? Was I mean, it wrong? I mean, excuse me, I, I haven't uh, stated that right. If he, um, if he was a drunk, would that make his behavior okay because it's legal? Yeah. I mean, it's bad <laughs> because the guy did illegal drugs. And, Ludicrous. Yeah. I mean, this is just partisan bullcrap. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. A big difference between right, wrong, and illegal and legal. You can take control. If you want to answer Jim's question or comment on that, you're certainly welcome to. It's what he wanted to happen. So it's up to you, 800-259-9231, or bring up whatever you want. It's the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want. Saturday edition, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. We've got live streams there, a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam. It's all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Choose for Health's Super Fruit Complex. It's a chewable vitamin. It's an antioxidant at the same time, so you don't have to take the vitamin and the antioxidant in the morning. You just have to take the Choose for Health, and you can take several of them. It's a sort of a dietary supplement all around. It contains goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. You can get a free week to try out. If you just call this number that I'm going to give you here in a second, it's Choose for Health's Superfruit Complex. Call for a free week uh, supply here at 800-219-8874. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. It's 800-219-8874. Continuing with your phone calls, a girl is in New Hampshire. A girl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Yes, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm from South Carolina. Well, you're in New Hampshire, so you're calling from New Hampshire. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I just wanted to say I am so very happy. I had a phone call from my um, child's school saying that they will not, thank you, Jesus, will not be playing the telecast from um, Obama. Well, that's good. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but I'm sure in the meantime, they'll be indoctrinating them with further uh, government socialism and, uh, you know, state worship. Well, if it goes that far, then I will take him out, and he, I, he will be homeschooled or be put in 
a school um, at our church. I think that's the best thing that you can do uh, is get your kids out of the government schools because that's exactly what it's coming to. That's exactly what it's been. The government schools are designed to indoctrinate the youth of America into being obedient little serfs who will uh, not question authority, not question their situation in life, and they'll just go along to get along, and that's what they're learning on a daily basis in there. All the hubbub over uh, whether Obama gets to speak to them is, uh, it seems to me, again, focusing on the wrong issue. I mean, yeah, it's a little creepy. It's it's weird. I I wouldn't want my kids experiencing that either. But I wouldn't want my kids experiencing the government schools in the first place. It seems like having the president uh, indoctrinate the youth seems like part and parcel of the the government school system. And I doubt it's the first time that something like this has happened. It's just that people are no. making a bunch of hubbub out of it uh, this particular time. I do have a question for um, any of the other listeners out there that might um, know anything more about this a website or something that I might be able to go to. Um, my son is being, I am being told that my son's going to have to probably go on Ritalin or mm. Santa or any one of those other drugs like marijuana. Why marital. would he have to do that? I'm sorry? Why would he have to do that? You said he'll probably have to do that. Why? No. And what, he what? won't pay to the teacher because the teacher cannot control him she has 20 million kids in her class, and it feels like that, but mm-hmm. she's overloaded. Now you've got a real reason to get your kid out of that government school as quickly as possible. <laughs> I mean, really, they want to dope your kid up in order to have him continuing attending a real crap can government school. Yes, I really want to have him out of there, but, um, I mean, we we can do it. It's just my husband and I being able to agree on it and... I'm just hoping and praying that he will finally see why we would need to take him out. But my well, mother and my you, mother-in-law is a declared Democrat, and um, she will not. She wouldn't like that very much. I totally understand, and I, I uh, you have my best wishes. I hope that you manage to convince him because I don't think that. I mean, Mark, would you want your son being doped up so he could go to school, some government school, and be indoctrinated? Thank you, a girl, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that would cause a divorce for me. Like, if I had somebody well, that no I was... guarantee that they're together. That's a good point, too. Yeah. I mean, she didn't say that they were together. Hmm. And that means, you know, once again, the child's the pawn, and, you know, right. it's, it, it, it's not a great situation because that could happen in a government school or a regular school uh, or, you know, a private school or whatever. These um, would be nice things to come to agreements on before you have a child. I mean, obviously, a lot of people don't have the luxury of uh, choosing those sorts, always of, that easy, yeah. sorts of things, but ideally, uh, you'd... I think it's a nice thing to know that your partner either does or doesn't support such sorts of indoctrination, government indoctrination, before you actually have a child with that person. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Good luck with your decision. I hope you can get your kid out of that government school. To everybody with kids in government schools. I think schools. that there are definitely problems with government schools. I think at the same time, you know, that some people find themselves, uh, you know, in situations where they, you know, it's, it's the very best choice they can make. We continue uh, with, well, I don't, I don't think that uh, choosing to dope your kid up is a, ne- a good choice. It is choice. not acceptable. Uh, let's go to Adam listening in Alabama to WVNA in Muscle Shoals. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, the caller that was mentioning that he can't teach his children right from wrong because the, well, I guess because of the president's lifestyle that he, he used to do or still does or what have you. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think it's pretty sad, man, that he, he feels that the president has more pull with his children than, than he does. I mean, you can easily teach your kids right from wrong, um, regardless of what the, the president does. <laughs> Absolutely, especially considering the president. As a matter of fact, the president might make a great object lesson how you can teach people. Yeah, exactly right. Presidents exactly, are, are yeah. bad men. Right. I mean, you you can say, look, kids, if you do drugs, you'll grow up to be a psychopathic uh, you know, politician <laughs> that wants to kill people around the world. Exactly. Now, uh, now, one thing, I've been wanting to call in for a while and run this by you. Okay. Now, I'm definitely for the legalization of drugs. Sure. Um, Anyone with a head on their shoulders who's actually thought about the issue should be for uh, drug decriminalization and legalization. Oh, oh, definitely. And I guess I do know from you know firsthand experience that a lot of the stuff they teach you about drugs is really not even true. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean it's just insane. Lies. Anyway, now now down here we we have a, a pretty big problem with crystal meth. Mm-hmm. And when I say problem, I don't mean the people are just using it. No. But it's, um, it's a people problem. People are you know blowing themselves and their children up and stuff like that. Sure. Um, now, those are, no, no, those that, are the ones that are blowing their kids up are the ones making the stuff, right? Oh, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Um, now, I, I've been trying to come up with, I guess, a solution. Now, if we were to legalize drugs, now crystal meth is now legal, how would we go about, uh, I guess, protecting children that are in a household with, a, uh, a person that is either cooking or using crystal meth. Well, first of all, uh, this is so easy, by the way. This is this is my favorite issue. I'm so glad. Not mis- not meth uh, alone, but the war on drugs is my pet issue. So allow me to just knock this one out of the ballpark for you. Um, right. Real simple. People don't really make alcohol with their home stills very often. No more bathtub gin. Yeah, they're not really doing that because it's not prohibited. So when uh, alcohol prohibition was lifted, the manufacturing of alcohol, for the most part, has moved into manufacturing proper manufacturing facilities. So crystal meth, if we're, when hopefully it's legalized, will also move into proper manufacturing facilities because that's where it can be done. If If you can manufacture your meth on the above board, if you will, and not have to worry about the cops coming in kicking in your door, then there's no reason why you wouldn't rent a warehouse with the proper ventilation and, and all of that and a, you know an assembly line thing and mass produce the stuff. You could do it so much cheaper that way and it would be a lot safer. The end product would also be cleaner and safer for the end user. And if you legalize marijuana, there'd be fewer people addicted to crystal meth and, and crack and things like that because, well, you know, it solves that problem. They, hey, I hope that answered your question. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, so legalization makes drug production and usage both safer. It's Free Talk Live. We're coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, it is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, Saturday edition. 
1-800-259-9231 as usual. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got updates, so you get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. And we sent out a couple updates this week on something that's relatively important uh, to us on a monthly basis. There's a voting thing that goes on. It's this little contest that they hold over at Podcast Alley, which is one of the uh, the more prominent podcasting websites out there. And as you know, if you've listened to the show for a little while, you know Free Talk Live is a radio show first and foremost, but we also make our archives available via podcast for free at freetalklive.com. And so we're listed on podcast sites around the Internet. And Podcast Alley has a little top ten contest they do every month, and uh, they reset the totals at the beginning of the month. And we always ask people for votes. And this month, uh, the competition's heated up. We've had it on easy street for the last several months. I mean, we've checked in, and we've given our listeners basically one request to vote. They go out, they vote, we win, uh, we take the month, uh, no problem. Well, yeah, we've been number one for more than a year. Yeah, and uh, this month it got heated real quick, and it's, I believe, still pretty heated. Is that right, Mark? Pretty heated, um, yeah. We, we need mean, some votes. We need to, yeah, we uh, are we in, in first place We're in right first now? place, but we need to cement that. We, we are just... By a handful. Yeah, it votes. really is. So we need to solidify our lead, and now that we've got our huge Saturday night radio listening audience on board with us, we'd like for you to go and Every vote. Every one of you is sitting in front of a computer right now. If you just go to that computer, go to vote.freetalklive.com, enter your email address. It's fast. It is easy. You will not be spammed. And you'll be doing us a big favor. So it's vote.freetalklive.com. Although I think Podcast Alley has sent out a newsletter at one point. I don't think that okay, qualifies okay. as spam. I don't know if that does. So it's used for verification purposes for the most part, just to make sure you're not a robot. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. And if you're not in front of your computer, if you're in your car right now, when you get to a computer, go to vote.freetalklive.com. Makes a big difference for us because being number one at Podcast Alley brings new people to the show. And that's important. So we continue with your phone calls about what uh, what you want in moments. And uh, you, you've been hearing from all the uh, the radio talk show hosts to buy gold. And I'm not against buying gold. Believe me, to buy gold to hedge against inflation. I have a better idea. Buy Sil- silver? Buy silver. It is poised to shoot up. There's Supposedly, this is what I've heard, hearsay, haven't been able to verify it. It's going to be difficult to verify it because of all the government agencies, that all the secret organizations that have, all the, have own large reserves of gold and silver. But that there's actually less silver on the planet than gold right now, re- re- refined now. Out there. Hmm. Um, either way, silver is very undervalued right now, and I believe that it's really going to shoot up. Um, and we have offers, uh, you know, out there. Mark's predictions may not necessarily reflect uh, reflect reality. Yeah, it, I, I can't make any guarantees. <laughs> but we've got uh, Lakota Nation silver rounds, probably the most beautiful one ounce piece available on the market today. I want to see one of these. I haven't ordered one yet. I'm thinking about it. I just have a lot of silver, so I they are know. gorgeous. Twenty two thirty um, available at silver.freetalklive.com and Walking Liberty half dollars. Uh, they served our grandparents for half a century. You can get them for uh, just under $9, $8.69 at silver.freetalklive.com. Yeah, and let's go to your phone calls now and talk to you about anything. We'll go first to Yadra, listening to WKBK in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, Yadra, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I wanted to respond to that one caller who said that surely our responsible listeners know the answer to the question of whether it is right to obey the law. And I wanted to say that clearly it is wrong to obey the law because written laws are merely the codification of the higher natural law. So any attempt to uh, say that obeying the law is right sets you up for the kind of problems that we've seen throughout history where people simply did their jobs or obeyed the law and ended up 
aggressing against their neighbors. Yeah, the Nazis were obeying the law when they uh, threw Jews in uh, ovens and shot them in the head. They were obeying the law. Southern slave law, um, owners were obeying the law, too. Good point. Indeed they were. Anything else on your mind tonight, Yandra? It's your that show. Was pretty much, that thanks, was pretty much it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Similarly, you can turn that around and say, well, was uh, Rosa Parks wrong when she decided to not sit in the back of the bus? Was she doing wrong by breaking that law? I can, by by mm. the, the gentleman's logic, I can only assume that that is so, right? Were the Jews that were, uh, excuse me, were the, uh, the, the Germans that were not Jewish that were hiding Jews in their homes wrong? For breaking the law that uh, required them to turn them in and snitch on Jews? What else could they have been? 1-800-259-9231. I mean, anybody who would say that obeying the law, regardless of what the law says, is just absurd. Right on their face. Ludicrous. You should look at the man laws and determine on your own. Use your own mental faculties and your own ability to reason. And decide for yourself whether you think it's right or wrong. Now, I think there are, and Yadra mentioned natural law. That's the law you need to obey. The law of do no harm. That's the one you need to obey. You don't need to know tomes and tomes and tomes of man laws to understand how to get along in this world. You do no harm and you honor your agreements. That's it. You don't need more. I don't honestly believe you need anything more than those two. Do what you'll say. And don't hurt anybody. Don't destroy their stuff either. Am I missing something here, Mark? You know, I think that uh, when you know the gentleman was so worried about drug use amongst his kids, I, I think he's that probably snip, uh, nipping on uh, some alcohol tonight, as he said you know, that. Who knows what he's doing? I, I wouldn't propose that. It, it very well could be, but uh, you know, I think that when you you make these things, uh, you know, out to be such uh, well, it's, it's like the the, the for, forbidden fruit aspect, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. These kids want to know about this stuff. They've got questions. When you're saying, "Whoa, these drugs things are terrible. They're bad," yeah. you just Make the kid wonder what they're all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I mean, about some of them absolutely are things that you do not want your children doing. I agree. However, uh, when you just throw them all in one category, the legal drugs are bad or good, and the illegal ones are bad. Well, the other unspoken thing that uh, Jim was suggesting earlier that you we're talking about here, the guy that had said that, well, he, how can he teach his kids what's right and wrong when Obama smoked marijuana? Well, well, he did cope too. The suggestion is that Obama or George Bush or whoever the president of the United States is should be this kind of iconic person who has never done anything that is against uh, some man law is pretty ludicrous, right? I mean, is that even possible to find somebody who's that uh, pure to where they've never violated a single uh, statute in their entire lives? And is it, well, isn't it kind of silly to put someone like that up on a pedestal and say, son, the president of the United States should be perfect. He should never have uh, violated a single law because, uh, well, th- that's what presidents are supposed to be. Presidents are supposed to be men that are absolutely impeccably uh, p- perfect. Well, <laughs> it, it, it does set up the, uh, the situation that one has to ask oneself. If, if the man who's standing up there is, uh, is a good guy, well, then are the laws bad? I mean, I, it, it seems like a real opportunity to ask oneself, hey, do we have bad laws in this nation where cocaine, which was legal for the vast majority and used as, uh, as an unprescribed med- medication for the majority of this time that this nation has been a nation, and for the last 75 to 100 years in that area, it's now this huge Class A felony that uh, you can go away for 10 years, mm-hmm. your life for, depending on how much of this stuff you've got. 
maybe that's the problem. The prohibiting the possession of this substance that can be used for good or used for recreation. Yep. Well, that's that's the problem. Right. I mean, I've done coke. It. I, I don't feel like I'm that entirely messed up from it. Well, you're not doing it now, and you don't have a, ba- a bad habit of it. You... I'm I certainly. I wish I'd never touched the stuff, but yeah. uh, you know, I have, and uh, I, I don't know. I, do I think that I couldn't lead the nation? I don't. Do I think that that disqualifies? The president doesn't lead the nation. Well, it, 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 he, it, that's an illusion. If the nation is in fact a govern, uh, you know, is is the people that are governed by the body? Sure, he, um, by the, you know, the people that choose the to be nation governed. is like Gene was saying earlier. The nation is just another one of those kind of concepts. Yeah, it's it's, it's no real it's a slippery term. There's no no such thing as a as a nation. It's one of those uh, collective kind of conceptualizations that has been indoctrinated within within us from the government school system. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Oh, by the way, quick update here. You know, I'm sure travelers will be happy to find out that the TSA is going to begin uh, forcing airlines to ask you for more information, specifically your birth date and your sex. I'm sure this is where it's all going to stop. They're never going to ask for more than that, right? They're never going to demand more of air travelers. This is It's going to end right here. More on the way. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show. We'll try to sneak your calls in here if you're already on the line. We'll do our best to get to you. If you're not, well, it's probably too late for you. But you can always call us uh, later this week. We're on six nights a week. You can find us at freetalklive.com. You can get interactive on that website. Lots of features there, all free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do it is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's the same great Amazon prices. You know them. They're the world's largest Internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop lots to purchase even used items if you need to save a few extra bucks. Plus, if you're buying brand new, you can also get free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. So start your shopping experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. That, again, is Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And you need to know that Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery and SACL is really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner right at the top of freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. As we continue with your calls, going to Leth in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Leth. Hi, Leth. how are you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have... Uh, two fronts I'd like to talk about. One is the, uh, uh, as far as taking responsibility for your children. Uh, my wife and I have four children. We raised them in a Christian home. They went to Tris- Christian school till they were in eighth grade. Then they went to public school. They all four of them graduated with honors. They've gone to college and graduated with honors in college. Um, we've always been involved with them, and we never forced anything on them. They were able to make their own decisions as far as church. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, something that really worked well. It's not about it. it in, I shouldn't say it. God worked in their lives, but he was never forced on them. They made their own decisions. And on the governmental front, I think rules and laws are good. And being a nation is good. You guys have some special challenges because you're young. And it's, it's a pleasure to see two How young How old are guys you? <laughs> I'm almost 60 years old. Okay. 
You're older than me. But um, I'd like to yeah. point out that uh, many changes have been made throughout history. Thomas Jefferson was 33 years old when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Do you think that that's a stupid jo- document because he's young? Oh, absolutely not. I, but what I was just Jesus Christ died in the cross for your sins at 33 oh, years old. I mean, down, what, this, this, I, I, this age, me, ageism bullcrap that, 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 that's hey, going wait, on wait, here. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute, young man. Stop it. Right there, mister. You need to do not call me a young man. Stop yelling, you loudmouth talk show giving, host. You know what? You're not giving me the respect to finish what I was going to say. What I was going to say, you guys are young. It's a pleasure to see two young men with such uh, vision and fervor for their country and for what they want to do. And by being young, by, by no means was a, uh, uh, meant to be a Thank you. I'm sorry. As you better a, be as sorry. Fa- as a matter of fact, Stick it in your butt, pal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, thank, uh, please go on. I'm, I'm sorry. And if you guys, I'm sure you probably heard this. We had a an ambassador that was sent overseas at 12. Um, so youth is great because I guarantee you, you guys can be able to retain much more with your brains than I can. Being, I wish I was young. I'd like to feel like what it, what it was to be 18 one morning to jump out of bed and feel like that again. So, Lef, so, uh, where are you going with all this? 18-year-olds love to sleep in. Where I'm going with this, you guys have, been, have the unfortunate event of being thrust into a country that is not functioning. We have a federal government that is overstepping its bounds. By a long way. And we, as, as a people, become target fixated. I don't know if you know what that is in a military term. You could have a good guy in the bottom, a bad guy in the middle, and a good guy on top, and you could be targeted on the guy in the bottom, and you get so fixated on that target that you're not looking for a bogey on top, and he comes around and gets you, or you're running to the ground. This country is too focused on issues when they should be thinking about freedom. And if everybody, left, right, middle, green, or whatever you are, would think about being free, and would think about voting these idiots out. You have 580 people in Congress in in the White House telling 300 million people what to do. What to call us? Slaves? I think we're stupid sometimes. I think Americans couldn't hit their nose if they had a funnel. Lef, I, I see where you're coming from, and I share your frustration, but I don't know if I think that voting them out is going to do anything but replace them with more of them. Thank you for the call, yeah, though. I appreciate hearing from you, and Mark is very, very sorry that he jumped to conclusions. Naughty boy. I'm let's sorry that I have here. to sit here every evening with you. <laughs> really? Uh, let's continue and talk to Anonymous in somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live, Anonymous. Okay. Uh, I thank God for you all uh, because you're bringing things out and you just – talking this and talking that, but you know what come to me that our President uh, Obama, he has brought a lot of things to uh, the people in such a short time. He knows that he will not be voted back in. He will not be re-elected. So he's what did he bring to the he, people? Pardon? What did he bring to the people? He said he's brought I mean, a lot he, of things. He's not, he's not, he told the people different things that he was going to do and one thing and another to even the young uh, students and stuff like that so they can vote for him, but he got in and he's not fulfilling his promises. What a but shock. Are you surprised? That, uh, no. Okay. Well, I, I, I just, I'm just giving my opinion. Yeah, but yeah. What come to me was that he is doing a lot of 
evil now because he knows he's not going to be revoted in, and this way it's going to take the country a lot of time to unravel what he done done, you see. So the thing is this, that if we can come together on one accord and pray, the Lord said, where two have come together, touching and agreeing, anything on this earth, it shall be done and given unto us. But we find a lot of religions, one going this way, that way, this way, and we'll never come together on one accord, you see. Well, I think praying is good, but I think you need to get to work after you start praying, too. Hey, Anonymous. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. And, And you know what? I have been... Uh, uh, a victim of circumstances, and I tried to work. I'm going on 74, but I wow. tried to work. The last date was uh, December of, of 08, and I've been going, I've been blackballed. I was on TV for 20 years and a member for 22 years of public assistance. I was persecuted all those years. Do you think I could get help? No. I was hit three times from behind, told out in the front, and every time I go to the emergency room, they said it couldn't find nothing wrong. Well, I don't know what come to me if it was the devil or the Lord, but I never went to the clinic because I felt that it comes to me if, if the clinics say that they couldn't find nothing wrong like the, the emergency doctor them said, well, then it probably would put me in my grave or in the crazy house. So I never <laughs> got, I've been blackballed. I never got anything. I've been Well, uh, you sound hurt. pretty feisty, and I'm glad you're still out there, and I thank you for the call tonight. And uh, 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. We've got enough time for Travis in Toledo listening to WSPD. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, first off, I want to say thanks for uh, helping out um, third shifters that are on the, the long haul, and I listen to you guys all the time. And uh, but I am a law enforcement official. Oh, okay. And so uh, I have that uh, moniker of working for the government, even though I don't necessarily agree with all the laws that I have to uh, enforce. Um, by and large, um, most most people try to follow the laws. And like I said, I don't agree with every single one of them, but my job is, is unique in that I my job is to enforce those. And I just I just thought, well, I give you guys a free shot at me. Um, most people don't get to hear that, so you can talk bad about the cops if you want or anything. But oh. by, by and large, you, you find you, you you follow more laws than you choose not to. Uh, I guess is my finding. Um, I don't know what the laws are, really. I mean, I know what a few of them are because I've been presented with them, but uh, for the most part, I just live my life by not doing harm and honoring my agreements. It's against the law to let your car run. Let your car sit there and run. I know that. Yeah, that's one one of them. There's there's crazy ones that are still on the books, even uh, in the state of Ohio where I work. There's uh, still some that uh, state it's illegal for your horse to service another horse in the street. They're so archaic that they need to be repealed, but Travis, they haven't got... Point yeah. of information, though. I mean, you say that you have to... You say that you enforce laws that you would otherwise not really want to enforce, but don't you as a law enforcement officer have the ability to use discretion? Absolutely. Uh, I, I have the freedom of choice just as everyone else does. Um, I have the freedom of choice to uh, say uh, that this is this has gone uh, too far, like uh, the speeding uh, one that always gets brought up. You know, 100 miles an hour... Yes, you're not really creating a, a situation to anyone else, but if you happen to hit a tree or the deer runs out or something like that, uh, that's definitely going to be something that, you know, we're going to, the citation, all that is, is that's kind of a, uh, here's your sign kind of thing. You know, hey, you need to pay attention to your actions and uh, for, for your safety and everybody else. Well, I think it's hard to, dry, to, uh, to, to handle your motor vehicle in a safe 
fashion in most roads and in any kind of populated area at 100 miles an hour. I'm of that opinion. I mean, 100 miles an hour is a pretty fast clip. However, I was out in Montana at the time that they didn't have any speed limits, and I was going 100 miles an hour down those roads with nobody nearby, and I was doing just fine. Hey, Travis, I wish we had more time to talk to you. Call us anytime. Uh, always interesting to get the law enforcer's perspective on things, and I hope that someday we can get to the point where you guys are peace officers again and no longer law enforcers. We'll see you Monday night, freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.